For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. No! Can't remember my roommate's name. But we couldn't get into the, our, our room. And two exotic dancers came down the hallway and said, here you go. Let us give you a hand with that. How about that? I was 16. It was like, whoa. Mandy at Edmonton has checked in, by the way. She says, hmm, flashback. I did find glitter around an ex's house all the way into the bedroom. Now you know. No charge. This is the Rod Peterson Show. <laughs> Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans in the United States. Welcome to the RP Show, broadcasting live again from Calgary's entertainment destination, Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, the gateway to the foothills. It's been a fantastic program today. So far, it's our last of the week as we head into Easter weekend. It's a very busy hour, too. I'm going to jump right to it. Coming up, Kristen Anderson from the Calgary Sun and Herald, previewing the Flames and Golden Knights tonight, our NL insider, Stephen Stamp. But one of my favorite guys, and he knows it, is with us here, Ron Robison, the commissioner of the Western Hockey League, has made his way down to the Grey Eagle. Kamish, how are you, Mr. Robison? I'm doing very well. Thanks very much for having me, Rod. Good to see you. You see, I've got my best clothes on for you with the commissioner in town. <laughs> Wearing those Pats colors, very proud. I always, always, always. Pride of Indian Head, Saskatchewan, Ron Robison. And uh, very exciting time as the WHL is on the cusp of the playoffs. Can I say you've safely made it through COVID? Can I say it? Well, touch wood, we've, made, we've got this far, and I think we're, we're excited about the fact this is our last weekend of the regular season, and can't wait to get playoffs started after a two-year absence, of course. We're really, really excited about the fact we've got some playoffs and a moral cup to look forward to. It has been a while that we've even talked about playoffs. Do you remember it? <laughs> it's been a long time, and it was, yeah. it's interesting when we, uh, <clears throat> going back to the COVID time, and we thought we were going to shut the league down for a week or two, and this would resolve itself. Here we were two years later, and we're still... Uh, you know, looking to get our class back off uh, the ground this year. So uh, we, we can't wait. The excitement is all through our centers. Uh, uh, we've got great races right up to the yeah. wire here this weekend, and uh, it should be a great end of the regular season and uh, real excitement building into the playoffs. If we had more time, I would tell you some of the numbers and the demographics of our viewers, but it wouldn't shock, shock you to learn that we are heavy prairie-based viewers <laughs> and a lot in the States that love the hockey talk and they love the prospect talk. But you look at what's happened with Winnipeg and Regina's games this week. It's like you just get through COVID, 
And now you got to reschedule games because of a storm. Well, first of all, uh, unprecedented times for everybody yeah. concerned. And I think with COVID, everyone's just learned to adjust. And uh, under normal circumstances, this would be a non-starter when you're talking about a team like Winnipeg uh, giving up home ice advantage uh, in the last weekend of the regular season. But to their credit, there was cooperation there and Regina accommodated it. And really, we didn't have a choice given the forecast in Winnipeg and what's going on there now. The city is shut down essentially. So we had to really move quickly, and uh, the teams uh, responded, and uh, and we found a solution to have those games in Regina this weekend. Well, I'll tell you what, I love the uh, I love the old school marketing. I loved when they had the pro wrestling night here at the Hitman game, Edmonton. Uh, the Hitman was there; that was awesome. And now the Pats Friday have guaranteed win night against the Winnipeg Ice. I wonder what you think about that. Because my phone's been blowing up thinking, some people think it's dumb. I think it's great. Well, you know what? Uh, anything to spark interest, uh, you know, the Pats have had their handful with the ice, as every Never team has in the Eastern Conference, yeah. quite frankly, uh, you know, with the season they're having. So, you know what? Uh, I think it's just going to generate a little bit more excitement. Not that there is any need for that when you consider, uh, you know, uh, the playoff races we've got right now and the fact the Pats are battling for their lives and hopefully get in. I do not want to put you on the spot, but uh, I will ask you this. I don't think the Jets are going to make the playoffs. Has there been any talk of the ice going into the big rink? Because I think from what I get from these Winnipeg viewers, that city is ready to rally behind them. And they're playing in a tiny rink right now. Yeah, you know, Mark Chipman has been excellent with us in, in Winnipeg and uh, cooperating with our group there. And, and uh, we haven't had those discussions yet. But, Hasn't come uh, up. It, yeah. At this stage, uh, you know, the University of Manitoba is where the ice are playing. That's their home ice. And, uh, and uh, uh, you know, as things progress in the playoffs, maybe that's something to consider. But Certainly at this stage, uh, we're uh, not planning for that. That's the sense I get from the ice. And, and funny, Carson Lambos was on this show on Tuesday, and I said, you're closing against the Pats. What's it like playing against Bedard? And he says, we don't even think about Connor Bedard. We're thinking about our own team. And I thought, yeah, right. I, he has yet to score against the ice in his career. So, like, I mean, go watch these games, everybody, this weekend. That's the fun stuff, right? Well, that's the fun stuff. This is a generational player. You're not going to see a player like this in, in our centers very often. And uh, there's a wonderful group of 16-year-old players. Let's not take away anything from all those other yep. players in our league. that are. It's an exceptional age group for us, first and foremost. And a lot of attention has been placed on Connor, but rightfully so. He's going for his 50th goal this weekend. And, you know, he's had an outstanding season. Uh, obviously had an impact on the international stage with Hockey Canada. And uh, he's a, a player that everyone enjoys watching, obviously, and is, can uh, change the nature of a game. So it'll be very interesting to watch this weekend in Regina. Interestingly enough, those other teams have told me that they're okay with Bedard getting all the hype and just letting their kid, kids develop in the shadows because they've done a great job. You know what I mean? But the pressure on Connor is just immense. And I, the way he's handled it is just unbelievable. Well, he's really beyond his age in so many ways. A player of that caliber uh, has been accustomed to it growing up in the system, but you get a little bit more attention when you get to our level and there's more demands and so forth, and he's handled it extremely well. I mean, off the ice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, extremely well. When you consider that it's not just about hockey, it's going to school, it's uh, learning a new place to live, and, and a lot of adjustments to the travel, as you're well aware. So there's a lot of things to, uh, to uh, make adjustments to, and he's handled it extremely well, as all those young players have. Sure. Well, put your fan hat on for a second. This guy, Ron Robinson, is such a Pats fan. His eyes are blue, and you actually played for them briefly. So this topic's coming up, Ron. Is Bedard the best Regina Pat ever? And I just got to defer and say I didn't see Sobchuk. I certainly didn't see Fran Huck. But I did see Wickenheiser and Friesen and the guys whose records he's beating now. And because you said he's going for 50 this weekend, it's a legitimate 
discussion. I'm not going to ask you if he is, unless you want to go that far. Well, as a kid growing up in that area, yeah. and uh, someone who had an opportunity to play a little bit with uh, Dennis Sopcic, uh, incredible player, Greg Jolly. There's such great, uh, of course, Clark Gillies. And right. You go on with that group of players at that time. But I'd have to go back to Fran Hawk, quite frankly. Uh, and That's I was what just they a say. kid. I was just a kid at the time. And, and he was a special, special junior hockey player. It's probably as dynamic as you'd ever want to see. Uh, so I go way back on that, but Pats have had some great players, but uh, Connor's pretty hard to match. Uh, for a player of this age, having this kind of impact, uh, we've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, and he, uh, like I said, now that he's knocking on the door and breaking those records, I think this is a conversation that we can legitimately have now. Is he the greatest Regina Pat ever? But Sobchuk's still up there for me. And I know you wouldn't argue with that, I don't well, think. Well, he won a Memorial Cup, and uh, he's, uh, he was uh, such an incredible talent. And... Uh, Took that team on his back uh, to a large extent uh, in those years, and uh, as everyone knows, and I think uh, you know he, he's he's clearly uh, right there, as along with Fran Hack, I would say, as uh, uh, some of the greatest players ever. Well, we'll just one more on that. Uh, there is a charity golf tournament June 20th here in Calgary, which I have the information. You're a golfer, aren't you? Yes, I like to play. Yeah, I might have to say, get you an invitation for that, uh, which Greg Eagle's involved with, and they said, can you get us? some jerseys for this, for the silent auction. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can get a Fajardo. And they said, no, 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 we want Connor Bedard jersey. <laughs> and I got him, and Connor signed him, and they're going to be up for the, at the golf tournament June 20th, and we're populating this tournament with all our friends, Theo, Sheldon. It's going to be awesome. So yeah. you'll be hearing about that. Now, you mentioned the Memorial Cup. Uh, Pat's obviously winning it in 1974. It's backed up this year to June in New Brunswick. Can you talk about what's gone into that? Well, as everyone is well aware, uh, we had some challenges early on in the season with uh, uh, postponements of games and rescheduling, and we just felt that we needed a little bit more runway to work with. And uh, fortunately, the, uh, the organizing committee, the St. John Sea Dogs, and uh, their organization uh, were very cooperative and giving some flexibility because, in fairness to them, everything was set for earlier dates. Rod, and then, of course, we needed some additional time, and we built in two additional weeks into our regular season which was very helpful uh, to our clubs. And uh, so it's worked out well. We're, we're going to be playing uh, for the first time ever in St. John, New Brunswick. The community is very, very excited, and uh, we can't wait to get there. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, the Western Hockey League will have a good representative. So do you go, you've been down there to have a look around? Had you been there before? I've been there many years ago. Yeah. But, uh, it's, uh, it's a great community, a good facility, and, uh, and uh, lots of enthusiasm with the Cup, uh, as everyone's experienced in Regina before, not that long ago. Uh, and other centers in the West, uh, they've the maritime hospitality second to none, and they've done a great job in preparing. And uh, we can't wait to get there. Well, they're all they're all great, right? But I mean, what is the CHL's preference? Bigger markets, smaller markets? You've been in them all. Um, is there a way that you're going with this tournament in the next few years? I think that's the beauty of the event. It can play in any center, in every market. Uh, we've been successful in large markets like uh, Vancouver, Quebec City. Um, where we can coexist with, uh, with NHL teams, for example, in, in Vancouver. Uh, but the mainstream of our markets are always going to be our junior, traditional junior hockey markets. And, and it's great to see centers like St. John get the opportunity, as we've experienced in the West, when you're a community that's got real excitement on the ground and never had the opportunity to host it, your team is in. Uh, it really takes it to another level. So we're really looking forward to this year's event and, and getting back to not only our, cha our championship series and our playoffs, but a Memorial Cup that will really uh, create some excitement around the country. Back to normal, yeah. Well, yeah. let me ask you this, just because you're here and I don't see you a whole lot. Um, do you ever envision a day 
that you would go to a format of two games a day because we're going to the Centennial Cup. We're doing our show there from Estevan. Ten teams, two games a day. Can you imagine? It'd be hockey, hockey, hockey. But I know there's more than double the teams there, so you'd have to. just seems 10 days now is kind of long in today's world. Well, to be honest, Rod, we've been exploring all sorts of options. Uh, you know, with the schedule being as uh, disrupted as it is, we've yeah. looked at a number of different scenarios. But, you know, when it comes down to it, all of us agree, and I talk about uh, you know, Dan McKenzie, the president of the CHL now, David Branch in the Ontario Hockey League, and Joe Corteau, and myself feel very strongly that this is about the player experience and giving the teams every opportunity to play under the right conditions. So we favor the one game a day mm. and uh, playing. You talked playing about for it, a We've talked about different options and how we might change formats over the years to the Memorial Cup, but we keep coming back to the same. Uh, we think the formula is really good right now that we've got, and it's working well, and it's most important to give the players uh, the type of experience they're looking for. Well, it hasn't changed since the 70s, and some smart guys put together the format then. I mean, I, I get it, but I just know the cost to go for 10 days as a fan is a lot, but I mean, uh, it is what it is. Now, and the other thing is the television side of it, and uh, prime time versus afternoon, blah, blah, blah. People are writing into the show wondering about WHL on television in the playoffs. And for now, I mean, streaming is the way to go. You guys just announced the passes. Maybe we should talk about that. Yeah, our WHL Live product is better than it's ever been. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the quality of our streaming uh, out of our centers, uh, our clubs deserve all the credit. They've worked extremely hard in improving the in-venue production of those games. And anybody who's watching our WHL Live games, there's really no difference in watching the television experience. That's very good. And all the applications that we have right now. So. Our playoff packages are there. It's a great way. It's a great service as well to our parents, the scouts, and so forth, who uh, in some cases parents live a long distance away, can't get to all the games, and it provides a great opportunity for them. So it's been a great, uh, a great benefit to us. And, of course, we're planning to have um, our championship series for the first time ever broadcast nationally on TSN, which is uh, a great breakthrough for us. Uh, and uh, games three through seven will be broadcast, and uh, we're excited. Uh, uh, for that in particular, and that'll be a great lead into this year's uh, Memorial Cup in uh, St. John. $60 for every playoff game. You go to whl.ca for the information and uh, rodpeterson.com. We have it up there right now. Now, of course, all the comments are coming in, and we're running out of time. Our producer, Clark, wants to know if you have any updates on the World Juniors bid out of uh, Saskatoon, Regina. Well, I can give you the phone number at Hockey Canada if you like, but uh, no, I'm not. How about uh, that? We're kept informed. Okay. We're kept informed, uh, obviously, as our teams are very involved in all centers across the Canadian Hockey League. And we're fortunate in Saskatchewan. I think everyone understands what Saskatchewan can deliver when they're hosting events and the support from the provincial government in Saskatchewan has been tremendous over the years. And uh, so everyone understands the track record of hosting the event in Saskatchewan. And I put a good word into Hockey Canada in that regard. But, uh, mm. you know, we got to move this event around the country, too, at the same time. And there's some excellent bids from the other regions in the country. And uh, we'll see how Hockey Canada does in, in terms of making that decision. You mentioned TSN and the Memorial Cup. How has the addition of the games on TSN helped the league? For instance, last night, I thought it was going to be on television, the Red Deer-Calgary game. I saw they streamed it only. but I, So I watched it on there, and it was good quality. But having the game of the week, How's that been? Real good. Uh, you know, anytime we can bring more attention and broaden the audience, Rod, it's extremely important to do that. And, uh, you know, we've got a new partnership with TSN, RDS, and uh, CBC as well. And uh, we're very excited about that. And I think when you look at the track record of, of TSN and what they've done in elevating the World Junior Championship product, uh, which are essentially our players, uh, we want to be partners with TSN on a long-term basis that will really help build this product across the country. Because 
as everyone knows who gets the opportunity to watch our games, uh, it's uh, tremendous hockey and uh, and uh, real excited right now that we're getting playoffs back and. Uh, that's going to create even more excitement leading up to uh, this year's championship series and Memorial Cup. Sure, and that's my last point. I've been around Lanny a lot, a WHL icon, an NHL icon, and we've talked about the skill level and the numbers that guys are putting up, right? And it's so much fun to talk about what they would have, what Lanny would have done now or what Johnny Gaudreau would have done in the 80s. You'll never know. But why is the skill level just off the charts for kids coming up now? Well, I think it speaks to our system, minor hockey systems, the academies, uh, the opportunities the players have today to develop their skills at a young age. And uh, we're seeing some tremendous players uh, come up through the system. And, uh, uh, you know, it's important to keep a broad base of players for sure. But uh, the high level of players that we're getting, they're really ready to start playing at a younger age. And, uh, and uh, you know, just as we talked about the 16-year-old crop, you start talking about the Jaegers and the Heights and, mm. and the Crystals, and you, you just look around the league. It's an incredible group of players, and uh, that'll be full of showcase next year with the NHL draft coming, of course. But when you look at it, uh, we've never had any better talent, younger talent, than we've had right now in our league. It's so much fun to watch. It's awesome. Ron, thanks for coming down. Always good seeing you. Good luck in the playoffs. Great to see you, Rod. Thanks very much. See you around the ring. WHL Commissioner Ron Robinson said, when we come back, Kristen Anderson from the Calgary Sun-Herald. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Welcome back live. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. By the way, everybody, Buddy Guy is coming April 30th. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino thrilled to present an eight-time Grammy Award winner and one of the greatest guitarists of all time, Buddy Guy. He brings his raw and unadulterated sound to the event center here April 30th. That's coming up. Get your tickets today at Ticketmaster.ca. Well, the train just keeps rolling. I had to go to her Twitter. We can bring her in. I know her as KO, but married Kristen Anderson. <laughs> How you doing, KO? Good. Does anybody, they all must call you KO. Everybody calls, it's like a sports nickname. Yeah, like it's exactly. The, it's the best sports nickname. It really is, yeah. Yeah. So K her, doesn't have the same <laughs> no, ring. She'll be KO forever, <laughs> despite the ring. Calgary Flames NHL beat reporter for the Calgary Sun and the Herald. And what I didn't know was chapter chair for the Professional Hockey Writers Association, occasionally on NHL Network and Sportsnet 960. Whew. Fun job, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Great. And let me jump right into it. Flames Golden Knights tonight. Yeah. Why is this so exciting? Well, the Flames could clinch a playoff spot. It's, I mean, inevitable. Like, they're 99 points, so I, I wouldn't assume that they would lose under Daryl Sutter's watch nine games. Game, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they wouldn't lose the rest of the game, the rest of the, the season, or rest of the regular season games. I, I wouldn't assume, but uh, yeah, it's inevitable eventually, but um, tonight they can get it done. And that's been the conversation all season is get into the playoffs, get into the playoffs, and Daryl Sutter talked about yesterday. It was so interesting about his emphasis that he places on getting into the playoffs. Um, that way you have a foundation naturally that exists. Um, you can always fall back on that. And I mean, he's no stranger to the playoffs, what they're going to face. And there's lots of conversation about, you know, the experience. Like there's not a lot of players. Well, there are a few. They have, you know, Tyler Toffoli and 
Blake Coleman mm-hmm. and, and all the you know other names that have had playoff experience. But you look at that top line, there's not a lot of you know playoff rounds under their belt. No. So, it, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to look past tonight. Um, I doubt that they're looking past tonight in the room, obviously. But I think that it would mean a lot for them to get it done tonight at home. Well, you have had, this is why I'm so eager to have you down here, because you've had a front row seat for really almost 15 years covering this team. So you've seen the ups and downs. Yeah. And this talk about the lack of playoff success, will it anger them, tick them off, and spur them on in the playoffs, or what? Because I'm hearing it a lot. More and more and more, the closer we get to the playoffs. Oh, they know it, though. Like It's been a constant question, a line of questioning from us, who've been here for a long time, and then some of the younger players who are now part of the main voices in that room, i.e. Johnny Gaudreau, um, I mean, Sean Monaghan obviously is injured now, but um, Elias Lindholm is part of that conversation. And Matthew Kachuk, like he, it bugs him that he, that, that playoff round in 2018, 19, five games, like hardly any points between the top, so-called top players on the team. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that that still bugs them. Obviously the conversation in the city, you know, you look at Daryl Sutter, what he did for the team in 2004. Um, <laughs> Like, you can't obviously make talk about Daryl Slaughter, not talk about that year and make that connection. It's lots happened since then in Daryl Slaughter's career. Um, lots happened in the NHL and the way it's changed. So it's, yeah, I mean, y- y- you have to think that in that room, they're singularly focused on doing damage this year in the playoffs. They're good enough to do it, and right? And they've, they've got the depth yeah. to back it up. Like, and honestly, in 2018-19, we were not saying that heading in. Like, we actually thought that the goaltending was going to be the issue. Mike Smith wasn't the issue. It was like, Who's your best player? Or yeah, your Cowboys' yeah, best player? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, which was like shocking because yeah. he'd been so shaky heading into the playoffs. So, yeah, huge difference between those teams. And everybody's always making that comparison with Daryl Sutter's teams in LA. Is this team like those teams? And yeah, I, I do. To answer your question, your question is that lack of playoff success going to fuel them? Yeah, one hundred percent. Clearly is. Yeah, yeah. Like they well, want to be, they don't want to be known as like the team. So the guys, and especially Johnny Goudreau and that top line, Elias Lindholm, Matthew Kachucky can't have a hundred point season and then just like disappear in the playoffs. You know, it's funny, and and I hope you enjoy the hockey discussion as much as I do. We were doing this show from Super Bowl, and Jared Stoll sat in that chair, and he's watching the Flames from L.A. saying that Daryl's was either going to break Johnny Goudreau or make Johnny Goudreau. And my question is, Kevin Smith, whom you would know very well from Global, was here the other day. And he goes, John, he's, it's, he's playing so well because it's a contract year. It's not because of Daryl. And Stoley's saying it's because of Daryl. And I'm wondering, because you've seen it all from up close, what, what would you say is the reason behind the 100-point season and this resurgence of this kid? Yeah, so I've been asked that question so much. And yeah. I've been wondering it myself, <laughs> um, having covered him since day one, since he was like drafted, since he was, you know, played his first NHL game. Um, yeah, it's got to be a combination of everything. And Probably. and I had an interesting conversation with Guy Goudreau, Johnny's dad, the other day. Um, I wrote about it in the Herald and the and the Sun. Um, he, like he was so complimentary of Daryl and talked to how about about how much um Johnny loves Daryl Sutter and Jared Stoll's exactly right. Like that. Like I mean, Guy Goudreau, like they're cut from the same cloth. They're both farmers. Mm-hmm. They both grew up like you know with 
tons of brothers on a farm. Um, but they also coach the same way. Like, I mean, Guy Goudreau obviously coaches at uh, like a U14 level, um, pretty high level in Philadelphia. Uh, and he coached Johnny his entire, pretty much his entire life. So they have that same, you know, no frills, no complaining. Um, you want to complain about it. Don't talk to me about it. Um, attitude when it comes to their players. And Guy Goudreau said it like it's not a popularity contest when it comes to a coach. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I, I 100% think that Daryl is the reason, one of the reasons that Johnny Goudreau is having such a good season because Daryl keeps him accountable and he knows how he thinks. Like, and, and Johnny's happy. That's the other part of it. Too, he seems that, happy watching him. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he's married. And I know that that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it kind of has, like, I mean, he's matured over the years, obviously. But he's just, I think there's something to be said about being happy and content and, and where you are. And obviously the contract issue um, is something that's going to be talked about like until it actually gets done or depending on where, where it happens. People are always like, oh, well, he'll go back to Philly or he'll go back home. And I don't necessarily buy that narrative because whoever wants to pay him, I'm sure that's where you would go. And, and good on him. Like he deserves it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's yeah so i don't buy that it, yeah okay it's a contract year i mean that is probably a lot of mo- some motivation in the back of your mind but there's so much other so many other factors like he's a 200 foot player this year and that we haven't seen that from him well wh- why would that be because of i would think daryl yeah 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 it's the commitment to checking it's yeah. the commitment to the team game you know, realizing that puck possession in their own end means more opportunity in the offensive zone. Like it's no brainer, right? So it's, yeah, I mean, it's, he's playing amazing. He really is. Let me just check the poll results here. Let you take a sip of coffee. Mm -hmm. And thanks for bringing one, by the way, (laughs) for Capital Auto Mall, Universal Collision Center, Capital with dealerships all across the prairies, including Capital GMC in Calgary, who, uh, which Canadian NHL star should win the Hart Trophy as MVP? Austin Matthews is leading the way with 40% of the vote. Connor McDavid has 32%, but Johnny Gaudreau has weaseled his way in there with 20% of the vote and 8% voting for others. So I just want to say Austin Matthews, if you could believe, leading. Now you will have a vote, obviously, as the chapter chair of this Pro Hockey Writers Association. I want to ask you who your vote will be, but well, Johnny Rate, he should. Yeah, I, yeah. And then we didn't even talk about that one. I didn't even talk about that when we were, you know, talking about all the things that he's done this year. And yeah, he's he. I mean, you just saw that game on Tuesday when he scored his hundredth point. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard. Like those votes are. It's it's really tough because the Eastern like there's a ton of Eastern more writers, people. more people. Yeah. So they see the Eastern games a lot more. But Johnny's putting himself into the conversation. I don't think there's anybody that isn't hearing about what he's been doing for the team for for his his team this year yeah i think he's i mean he's up there for me um knowing what he's gone through um he's really people always talk about i mean it's he he said it not that he's had hard but like things weren't going well things were going well for him for a long time Mm -hmm. um he was frustrated you saw that on the ice you know he was getting upset about calls that missed calls like you know, really fixated on things. So it's, yeah, I think for me, he's, for me, he's up there for me. I mean, it's tough to argue against what Austin Matthews has been doing. Um, 
but I, uh, for me, he's, yeah, he's, well, you I see him all the time. The I know. Right, and it's yeah. hard to not have that bias, yeah. but, uh, one last one on that before I ask you about you, before I let you go, um, interviewing Daryl, I feel for you every single time because Stoll said there's two sides to him. And I said, well, I've only seen one off air or on. He's the same guy. Do you get anxiety sweats going into these things? I would think that you would. I mean, I've had two babies, so I think I can handle a little bit of pressure, but I, yeah, it is like, you've no idea which way he's going to go. And he's all about the message sending. So it's not necessarily about your question. Sometimes it is. Sometimes he, he, he knows you can be better asking questions as much as he like, um, (laughs) yeah, it always comes across. Sometimes it comes across just like, whoa. Yeah. Um, like the other night I had said, oh, I talked about Guy, I talked to Guy, um, Goudreau Johnny's dad, and he, you know, was saying he had, he sees a lot of himself in you and, um, vice versa. And he's, he goes, oh, I know more about Johnny's dad than you do. I'm like, well, come of on. course I know, of course I know that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's a tough on. part. That's a yeah. tough part. But then, you know, he talks yesterday for 15 minutes and he's just so engaged and really willing to talk and then you and then all of a sudden the microphones turn off and he'd heard my kids were sick and was asking about our kids and like how are they doing and i heard you you know that's the thing i don't think he's a jerk but i I did a banquet with him and we sat and just trucked haymakers back and forth in front of the whole crowd and the next day rich his brother called me he's like what the hell did you say to him last night he's like nobody ever challenges like that i'm like i don't have to put up with it you kind of do because it's your job it's a bit of a game but like everything right i mean it's about knowing when to pick your battles and knowing what how he you know you can never really know how he's going to respond to certain things the best policy i find is just ask it like just be yourself and ask it and see what happens but it was so funny the i have to say the the cushion comment i don't know if you heard of course course, i'm following Uh, everything yeah you had fun with that though i tried (laughs) What else do you do at what that point? Do you do? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You're exactly. just like, he said, uh, um, can you remind me what the, I, said, I, I'd uh, asked about the cushion. the cushion atop the division. And he said, the only cushion is a in pillow. the couch or pillow. Yeah. <laughs> there is no cushion. And every time you lose, you take a feather out. <laughs> like, I know. Oh my God. I, uh, where are you going with this, Daryl? Yeah. Exactly. Everybody calls it a cushion. That's the point. And they'd so. won 10 games in a row. Exactly. How so that, that was crazy the day was my I question. I would, no. It wasn't. But that's my point. I'm like, I would not want KO's job. Which, speaking of, you've survived through all of this. You were doing this before women in sports media was a thing, right? I mean, you've obviously wanted to do it since you were little. Yeah. I don't think you just fell into this. No. And no. So I was, I've always respected you for that. But now you're... Moving on. Yes, yes. To it, the dark it, side. I know. It's been a long 15 years, but a fun 15 years. I like eight years of covering the flames with two maternity leaves thrown in. Um, I'm moving on to the Calgary Stampede, which is exciting. Yeah. Doing media relations and communications that? for them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's from the producer. That's yeah. hilarious. I, yeah, I'd covered the rodeo for like so many seasons. Um, sort of being a Calgarian, being around that type of atmosphere is second nature to me. So it, it was an easy move and hopefully better hours. Um, I have two little ones and, and right. yeah, and then, you know what, it's time to move on. Um, I took, you know, people are like, oh, how can you leave during such a great season? The Flames are doing so good. They're going to go so deep. They're going to win the Stanley Cup. 
I, I thought that they were going to do really well in 2018-19. My daughter was 10 weeks old. I came back from maternity leave to cover them in a playoff run, and it lasted last... 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, no, and thank you for saying that. Um, I started, there was Trailblazers before me, believe me, Vicki Hall, uh, Joanne Ireland, lots of um, amazing, and Donna Spencer, amazing, amazing women that I learned from that um, had it way harder than I did. But um, I'm just so happy to see some diversity and just some other like women and and Haley Salvian is my as she covers the flames for the athletic um, doing an amazing job and she's on TSN and it's just like I love seeing that I love seeing kind of us not necessarily even running the show we're just part of the group now and before it was like oh she's the token woman Mm -hmm. or you know not not that people thought that but kind of had to prove yourself a little bit more and I think that that doesn't well, you did know. it. Now you're walking away with a smile, and uh, you got a great gig going. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, Ko, we'll be seeing you around lots. Thank You're doing you. Doing lots of stampede coverage here. So, say hey to Jonathan for me. I will. I'll see you at the rink tonight. Sounds good. All right, Kristen Anderson from the Calgary Sun and Herald, Flames beat writer, and we'll be back talking NLL right after this with Stephen Stamp. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and of course, 24 Hour Sports Radio at RodPeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Promotional consideration for the RP Show is brought to you by Tough Tribe for Men. Tough Tribe for Men contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We love our men. Welcome to the Tough Tribe, available today at toughtribeformen.com. My shipment arrived here at Gray Eagle last night. Go check my social media, my Instagram page, at Rod Peterson Official Story, and you'll see it. I love this stuff. The best flow comes from Tough Tribe for Men. Stephen Stamps got a great flow. We all know that. And our lacrosse insider from Lacrosse Link joins us. And it seems like Stamper every time. What do you got on there, by the way? What are you wearing? What's that shirt? Oh, it's the, uh, it's the um, Onondaga Athletic Com- Complex. That's Onondaga Athletic Center. It's uh, in Onondaga, like Syracuse, New York. Yeah, it's from uh, the uh, World Championship were there in 2015. I got to know a bunch of the, the folks down there, Ed Shenandoah. It runs the runs the center at the. Uh, it is the most gorgeous facility you've ever seen. Uh, the rink it's made from old wood. Uh, it's it's all this wood. It's open on the sides or it can be. They can bring the doors down, but it can be open on the side. It's it's a little slice of heaven. Awesome. Uh, listen, I gotta say kudos to the NLL for sending out the media relations stuff that they have. I got this email here from Ryan Ireland. You'll know all this, but our viewers may not. Coming out of last weekend, Buffalo, San Diego, Toronto, and Colorado have all clinched playoff berths, but four remain with three weeks left in the regular season. It seems like, Stamper, every weekend we're teeing up with you, these massive games. Not a lot's been de- been decided, though, because it's these yeah. games have been wild. And everybody's still in except for Rochester. Even Saskatchewan <laughs> and New York at 5 and 10 still have a chance. It takes some pretty strange circumstances for them to get in, but they have a chance. I think the big games, there's two of them in the East this weekend. Um, the one I want to talk about is Halifax at Toronto. Um, you know, the Rock have the edge. They're up two games or a game and a half. You think, okay, they're in good shape. But you look at this game this weekend, 
the Thunderbirds have won the season series because they swept a pair of games back in December and January. That means the Rock have to finish ahead of Halifax to get the tiebreaker if they want to get second and have the home playoff game. So if Halifax wins this weekend, they're just one game back. The Thunderbirds have two more games. They play Rochester and New York, the bottom two teams in the division. Toronto has one game against Buffalo, the first place team in the whole league. So that puts a ton of emphasis on this game because if, if Halifax can win, that cushion that it looked like Toronto might have had is gone. There's no cushion. The feathers are all gone. Sorry, I'm obviously picking it up on your last uh, your last <laughs> guess there. But yeah. uh, the uh, and the other game is in the East, right behind those two teams. You've got Philadelphia. Well, George is in between. They're kind of in the middle. But you've got Philadelphia at Albany. Again, Philadelphia is ahead. They're eight and eight. Albany is seven and nine. Both have one more game to go after this one. Philadelphia plays Georgia, a playoff team right now, looking pretty tough to play. Firewolves play the Riptide. Now, Albany was crushed by New York earlier, but they've come together since then, and New York is, you know, down in the standings. Not an easy game, but a game they should. If they're going to be a playoff team, it's a game they should win. So if Albany beats Philly, all of a sudden these teams are tied. The Firewolves have the tiebreaker because they beat Philly earlier in the year, and they control their fate getting into the playoffs if they just win their last game, and Philly has to look to go into the West. So, yeah, huge implications. For uh, for all these teams, and it's it's just going to be fascinating to see how this all plays out, and just so much on the line this weekend because it influences massively what happens in the final couple of weeks. So we get a lot of questions from our viewers. How can you tell the playoffs are right around the corner? Uh, they want to talk NLL, which is cool. I'm not sure we have enough time, yeah. but Ryan McCarthy watching in Saratoga, New York, says question for Mister Stamp. Seeing how successful they've been on the road this season, should Albany win out and make the playoffs, could they go on a deep playoff run? They absolutely could, because if they win out and make the playoffs, it means they're going to be hot, and it most likely means that Doug Jamison is playing very well. He's He was the goalie of the year last year. He obviously has had an up-and-down season this year. His numbers nowhere near what they were last year, but he's had a few great games lately. When they went and beat San Diego, he was terrific. Last weekend, he was terrific. If he gets hot, he can be a game-changer, a difference-maker, and you know, there's no saying they can't go into Buffalo in the first round or into Colorado or San Diego in the first round if they wound up going to the West and winning that game. And and who knows what happens at that point? I think they're they're very real. And I figured they were going to take a while to come together this year because they had so many changes with Callum Crawford leaving, uh, Jacob Rue coming in and Ryan Banesh partway through the year. So with the big changes, I thought it might take a while. And um, they're getting into the, to the point right now where they're ready to roll. And if they make it, so many times you see that, right? If a team gets in, they're going to be dangerous. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says the Roughnecks are surging and look like they could repeat. And they, this was a huge weekend for them to win two at home. So can you talk about what the Roughnecks yeah. are doing? Because they're getting excited here. They packed that place. The Saddledome, as you know, they call the Rough House. They're getting pumped here. They have the big, the longest winning streak in the league right now. They've got Zach Courier playing at just an otherworldly level on in transition. Christian Del Bianco was my player of the week. He was the league's player of the week. Um, he was incredible stopping the ball, and he had three or four assists. I think he had four. The league gave him three. There was one where he kind of was getting tackled and dropped the ball to somebody, and they ran up and scored. So, uh, you know, Jesse King has been phenomenal. Curtis Dixon. You know, eight goals on the weekend. They are clicking, and 
three years ago, the last time the championship was played, Calgary was the third seed in the West. They're right now sitting in third place in the West. They had, Christian Del Bianco had a save percentage that year of 782 and then was absolutely the star of the playoffs, led them to the win over Buffalo. This year, his save percentage right now is 781. It's almost eerie how similar it is to the way things looked heading into the playoffs in 2019. If I were a Stamps fan, uh, sorry, a Roughnecks fan, I'd be pretty stoked for this team right now. Hey, last one for you, Stamper. Just reading from this news release from the NLL, media partners ESPN and TSN will provide live broadcasts of every playoff game. The schedule uh, can be found at NLL.com. We're a few weeks away from that, but just so everybody knows, every game can be found uh, through those platforms. And Ryan Keenan was on here yesterday from the Rush. I asked him, how excited are you as a young guy in this league for the future of the league and to be part of it? And his eyes just went like this. Like, I'm just wondering how many people realize what's on the horizon for the NLL. This, this might be the best times ever. It is. I mean, it's the, the, one of the big things about it, and you've heard people from the league talk about this, this, is they went into the pandemic. What a difficult time. And there was talk that if another season had to be canceled, maybe the league wouldn't survive. Maybe teams wouldn't survive. It was such a challenging time. Nick Sakevich, I think, was pretty open about how difficult the pandemic was on this league that had been flourishing, had been really growing and, and, and rising, but was you know in the process of developing a lot of things. So now, with these deals in place, with the excitement and building and so much positive. This has been a, an incredibly successful season for the league. The attendance is coming back. I mean, everything hasn't been perfect. We've had teams, we've had games delayed and things by, by COVID, but the great thing is the league, it seems to me, has really responded and handled those things. There have been some tough stretches where teams haven't played for a bunch of weeks and then they have to play a bunch of games. That happens in every sport right now, right? So I think the, the future is very bright. Um, it's exciting to see, like, uh, you know, Ryan obviously is in the in the prime of his career at this point, and to see what is ahead, it, it's pretty exciting. And I think the big thing is, it seems like it should only go up from here, given you know the the economy everywhere is going to be a challenge, but it's come back so strong from all the challenges of the pandemic that it's hard not to envision things really uh, burgeoning from here on out. Stamper, great job, as always. Enjoy the games, man, and uh, we'll chat down the road. Sounds good. Always great to see you. Lacrosse Legra- links Stephen Stamp. Give him a follow on Twitter, at StampLAX, Draft Insider, great lacrosse expert. We'll be back with overtime right after this and a final Taco Time viewer takeover. Final segment of, this week, uh, of the week in a moment on Game Plus, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio. Coming your way at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. One last time, it's overtime from the beautiful foothills of the Rocky Mountains here at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. Overtime is brought to you by... The Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the NHL, the UFC, and literally everything else that we've got going on on another fantastic sports weekend. The Greek Freak, Georgie, does a great job down there. And Jennifer from the Four Seasons has been chiming in all throughout this program. Wonderful partners over there. Just before we bring in the Moose from the Big Island, 
The funnest game to play, I think, in this, the most interactive show on television, the RP show, is our Bet Regal Game of the Weekend contest. I love it. And uh, everybody is talking about this Golden Knights road trip through Alberta. Lee says the Flames will win tonight 4-3 in overtime. I say the Golden Knights will win 5-4 in overtime. Brian Goldstrom's watching in Alberta, and he's in Withrow, Alberta. He says Oilers over Vegas 6-5 in overtime. Todd watching in Red Deer says Yankees and Jays tonight. The Yankees will win and walk Vladdy four times. That's his pick. So as we bring in the moose, and of course, we ask you to text in 902 line, your game of the weekend, pick the winner. If you're right, you could win a prize package from Brett Regal. Moose, you've been clearly been watching all show where it's bright and early out there in Hawaii. Do you have a game of the weekend or have you even thought about it? Yeah, no, the playoff races in the West are so good. I mean, the East feels like it's already locked up, at least who's going to get in. But Edmonton's got Nashville right tomorrow and, and Aaron. Um, Calgary's got Vegas in these games. I think they're all teams that are trying to lock down playoff spots. So I just think entirely that Western Conference, the playoff race, and, and Dallas is playing too in really meaningful games. So I think they're all kind of games of the weekend. So I'm following, you know, Dallas, Nashville, um, and Vegas to see who's going to get in. Uh, we we have viewers that are writing into the chat on YouTube, and that's not how the contest works. We've been doing it for weeks. You got to write the 902 line to have an official record of your pick or else you cannot win. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Darren. I'm just reading some comments here. My mind's going blank. Jennifer from the Four Seasons says, Dupes, you look a little red. Is that a fact? (laughs) Maybe a little. Yeah, got a little sun. Well, somebody's got to work. I'm glad you're having fun out there, getting sunburned and doing it. No, you. where have you had time? You've been in meetings with Lee and doing all this business. I, I kid, I kid, I kid. Have you had a good time? You know what? It's been really awesome, yeah. And I really like this time zone from a work-life balance perspective because, as you know, like I can get up early, get take care of some meetings, and then head to the beach in the afternoon when you guys are kind of winding up your day. It kind of works out really well. So, no, it's been awesome. I've never been out here to Hawaii, and the, the island is beautiful, as you know. Ricky Kazama watching from Aspen Links Golf and the Tap Brewhouse and Liquor Story says, wishing the entire RP crew a very happy Easter. Keep up the great work. That from Ricky, the Zama party, and everybody's wishing everybody a great Easter. You're going to be traveling you got a game Saturday night, so tell our viewers about that, Moose. All the fun and frivolity is coming to an end. That's right. You know, I'll be on a plane overnight Friday night um, in Saskatoon Saturday. The Rush, Colorado Mammoth, big game in the NLL. Rush need to keep winning to have a chance to playoffs. they got three games left. Colorado's in first place, so they're very good. So that'll be fun on Saturday night. Yeah, you can't really take your eye uh, off the ball entirely, can you? Well, it has been a... It's been a fun week, Moose. I mean, aside from the travel, which I don't think coming back from Hawaii to Canada, I've never been, isn't exactly a hop, skip, and a jump. Uh, And you're coming into this storm-filled land. I mean, what's it look like from the outside uh, watching what's going on in Canada from Hawaii? Well, I've had phone conversations with um, people we know, but Daniela, who said she's off covering the storm. You know, I'm hearing about the snow in Calgary. It's worse when you get into the Winnipeg area. They canceled Jets games, things like that, moved them around. Um, it's wild. And then you know, here it's 
it's gorgeous. But a six-hour flight across the pond to get to, to Vancouver and then another three hours into Calgary or into, into Saskatoon on Saturday. So it's not so bad. You know, I got to ask you a question, and i that's the one thing people don't understand. Um, depending what segment of this business you're working in, you have to travel because you're coming back to do the rush game. I'm settling in here. We're not going to be on the air till Tuesday, so I'm taking it somewhat easy. You won't be able to watch the USFL kickoff this weekend, but because we haven't had you on a lot this week, I'll put a poll question we had earlier to you. Spring football kicking off this weekend, fan-controlled football, USFL. What are you going to be watching? USFL, fan-controlled football, both or neither? You're probably neither because you're traveling and working, yeah. but if you had a weekend to do nothing, what would you vote on that question? I'd probably watch fan-controlled football over the USFL. And it's not because I think that the football is going to be better, but for me, there's some more intriguing storylines. You know, with Johnny Manziel, if Terrell Owens is going to play, Marshawn Lynch, remember he owned a team and we thought he was going to put the pads on and come play. There's more, there's better storylines. I'm familiar with more of the players. So that's why I'm drawn to the fan controlled league over the USFL. Well, it's going to be fun uh, to spend the weekend or at least a portion of it with Lee talking about this. Like, do you think it's a coincidence that on the USFL weekend kickoff, the XFL goes and announces all their coaches midweek? Like, the jockeying for attention of the football fans is fun to watch. Last minute of play in the RP show. Last minute before Easter weekend. But it's also a little confusing. Like, you got to be, am I right, a pretty hardcore football follower to keep straight what's going on with these yeah. spring leagues. Yeah, you really do. You have, to, you have to be a really hardcore fan. Or maybe it becomes like the holiday bowl season in college football. We don't really know what's going on in all those conferences, but we enjoy the game. We watch it anyways. Exactly. That's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, coming up, there will be no show Monday, as producer Clark has put on the screen for the chat viewers. Coming up next week, here, Stanley Cup champion Tim Hunter, whom we saw at the Stampede Tarp event the other night, Moose. Um, Estevan Bruins coach and GM Jason Tatarnik, Calgary's Stampeders great, and broadcaster Greg Peterson. It's going to be fantastic. Happy Easter, Moose. Safe travels. Happy Easter. See you, guys. See you Tuesday, everybody. Great job, Jordan, by the way. I love the job you did on that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.